Are you a hunter or an outdoor enthusiast? Take your love for firearms to the next level with Goat Guns. Our miniatures are an ideal addition to your hunting gear or cabin decor. Each model is meticulously crafted, capturing the essence of legendary firearms. Celebrate your passion for the outdoors by displaying these stunning pieces. With Goat Guns, you can showcase your love for hunting and firearms in a unique and artistic way. Explore our collection now and embrace your outdoor spirit at GoatGuns.com. This week on the Glass Cannon Podcast. And now we're back in Skiergard. <laughs> As Baron and Dalgrith see across this now empty camp, two figures walking towards them. A new team comes together. Name yourselves. What brings you to the mountaintop? The Rogue. The name's Dalgrith Underfoot. They call me the Deathbringer. The Swordsman. Shring like he pulls out Terminus Est. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so awesome! And he's like, yeah, so yeah I, think, I think I can do a number on them all the same, though. The Sorcerer. Is one of you Baron Ashpeak, Sheriff of Trunau? And the Sheriff. That would be my, my name and my title, ma'am. You wouldn't happen to be related to Delanarn, would you? The adventure continues. I don't care if we sit here for 45 minutes or if we sit here for three hours and 45 minutes. This episode will not end until book four is over. (laughs) This is it. No. Hello, my lords and ladies. Welcome to episode 206 of the Glass Cannon Podcast. I want to go ahead and remind you to get your tickets for our upcoming live shows. We've got two upcoming shows in Indy during Gen Con, and we've got a show in Atlanta during Dragon Con, and we just announced shows in L.A. and Boston in the fall. So excited for all of those. And this month, of course, is PaizoCon, and we can't wait for that either. We had so much fun last year. Can't wait to do it again this year. The live show at Numos is sold out, but if you came last year, you know that the Glass Cannon Room was the place to be all weekend long. And this year, Glass Cannon HQ is doubling in size. They're they're literally taking a wall down between us and the room next door, so we'll have more space to play. Uh, We were hanging out in there all the time last year, uh, playing games, uh, aggressively singing Christopher Cross songs, all the usual stuff. So go ahead and come by for a pickup game. There'll be lots of board games there, or you can sign up in advance to be GM'd through a Pathfinder scenario by one of our Glass Cannon Nation GMs. Uh, just go ahead and head to our social media, find the link to the Warhorn to sign up for those games, and we'll be doing uh, panels. Matthew and I are doing one about character building, and we'll be playing in a three-part second edition game with Jason Bullman running the show and Eric Mona. Sign-ups for those events start this Wednesday, May 8th, so get on that. Anyway, I have talked your ears off. Let's get into this it's so exciting. This is episode 206, you f- fabulous people. This is it, gentlemen. This is the one you've all been waiting for. The listeners have all been waiting for. This is it. I don't care if we sit here for 45 minutes 
or if we sit here for three hours and 45 minutes, this episode will not end until book four is over. <laughs> wow. This is it. Oh, what a stupid statement. You know, we're doing it. We could literally <laughs> be doing accepted. this for four hours. You realize that. I regret it immediately. A challenge because accepted. Because this is my edit, and it goes up in a couple days. Hold but on. you know what? It's uh, going to be great. I think I have an Uber discount. Let me just check that on my phone. <laughs> great, i got to go home. If it's this too is, late, you're going to Uber. Uh, Save your receipt. You realize we're like a really, really long distance away from completing this objective. Yes, I do realize that, but I think I think the spiritual end of this book can happen in sometime in the next five hours. Well, <laughs> I really feel confident. Let me be about clear: that. I want it to happen, right? For sure, and I want to record through till it happens. I just I don't know if you know what you're saying. I, you're I, a madman. I really I, I can kind of I don't normally do this, but I can kind of see this episode. In my head. I don't know what you guys are going to do, and that's where things are going to get tricky, because all of a sudden, you want to start role-playing with a bush, and I've got to, like, create Johnny Bush. (laughs) And then that's half of the episode. For new listeners, that's an example based on a true story. (laughs) That's that's not that far-fetched. That's actually exactly what happened. (laughs) If you're just joining us in episode 206. Oh, episode 206 of an actual play podcast. I think I'll start here. New favorite character, Johnny Bush. Um, Hello! The secret to Skarkadla is... That, that, I'm see, that, that right there just lost me because you would never, ever introduce an NPC that would be that helpful. That's true. No, no, never. What is it you seek? You, you only introduce NPCs that discourage us from discovering and talking to new NPCs. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. If I can discourage you from our role play, then I feel like I've done my job. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to speak with the tree. The tree's just like, you should go do the combat. <laughs> uh, what was the tree? What was the tree? Jasmiel, son of Jasmiel. Yes. <laughs> what was your father's name? My friends call me JJ. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Uh, somebody else called him JJ. That he was like, I like that. I like that. Hey, Ralph, <laughs> call me JJ from now on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, to it's, only, it's your own fault that we, that we, we go down that aggressive path. Oh, God. Oh, man. We are off and running. Almost done this up. This is it. <laughs> End of a four. That's the thing. I can just say it, even if we're in the middle no, it's of something. Just, it's your call. I've, I've completed my quest. Uh, I'm, I'm excited about this episode. I guess I'm a little bit nervous. Not nervous in the sense of like I was before. The Skirkatla fight. Um, there's just a lot going on, and there has been a lot going on since episode 200. Um, At the risk of extending things, yeah. can I ask you, because I didn't get a chance to ask you uh, afterwards, did you, you were scared, fearful before the Skirkatla fight. Like, what? how did it turn out compared to what you expected? Did you expect half the party to die? Did you expect maybe the full party to die? Did you expect one death? I expected one death. I expected one death because I knew I was bringing the house. I knew that I was giving her, uh, you know, the same edge that you had as a as a as a leader. I I, I felt like it was proper to give her uh, a similar edge that you guys had throughout every battle in in, uh, in Skiergard. Um, so I thought, yeah, I think I can get one of them, but I didn't know how it was going to play out. And you didn't know which one it would be. No, no. And did, but you, have, I, did you have a guess? We all guessed. Did you ever guess? I thought it'd be one of the casters. I really did. Hmm. I just thought it, it all came down to initiative, and if I could paralyze. There was so many is paralyzing that, Is that options. written in the adventure that they, that whoever, whether it's Kierkotler or the other ones, that they target the casters? Because sometimes that's written in the adventure. Yeah, yeah. They, definitely. I think it was either the Witchfires or the Baycocks target the casters. Yeah. Cool. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, obviously the howl the Baycocks do can take out everybody, but it only took out Feyraza to begin with. Um, but it's also the, the this world that we've created now over 200-plus episodes uh, and everything that we brought in in 200, I didn't you know quite realize at the time that we'd be merging those worlds so quickly. So mm-hmm. I guess uh, now that it's we've got to kind of where we need to be with that, uh, I'm interested to see where it goes uh, from here do you guys have any questions about what we're doing what game we're playing today all of the above okay <laughs> no i don't have any questions i'm excited yeah. I, I, i'm excited to for the 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 at the end of last episode i loved the image of those two characters yeah. coming toward dalgraith and baron and i'm also honestly uh you know personally as sad as i am to see Pembroke and Feraz ago, I am uh, I'm excited that the, the two dwarves made it out and can continue that story. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited that that those two are meeting Jimmer and freaking Metra. Like mm-hmm. that that's just mm-hmm. awesome. So I'm very excited for this session. I have been for a while. Yeah, me too. I've been super excited about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, there hasn't really been proper time, as often happens with character death, to mourn nope. the dead characters because you were, you know, we were going back and forth um, in timelines as well as just a long, drawn-out combat. You finally got out of there, and I like the way that you guys described it. Like you just get in that room, you close the door, and you collapse and pass out from exhaustion. Yeah, like bar the door with like detritus from around the room, and then just pass out yeah. on the floor. Um, so this this should be this should be pretty pretty interesting. I'm not going to delay it any further. I just want to jump right in. And since it is a momentous episode, we got to start with a little scene here. Ooh! So we're going to open. Where do you think we're going to open? Um, True now the shadow plane. We're going to open on the city of True now. Oh, oh. Matthew's always right. Nailed it. <laughs> we see True now. It appears to be in a state of rebuilding. You see several carpenters sweating in the setting sun to repair boulder-sized holes in the city walls. Sweeping over the inner quarter, there are numerous people milling about, going about their daily business. You see some soldiers finishing up their day drinking, stumbling out of the killing ground. (laughs) While sounds of metal clanging on metal echo out of clamor. Cling, cling, cling. We continue to sweep through this lively scene until we land on the sanctuary where a handful of people are exiting. You can't see the rest of the group, but the last two people to leave are two dwarves. A brother and sister, perhaps. It's Umlo and Ingrahild. And they look ready to get their drink on. <laughs> Our eyes, however, are fixed on another figure who's waiting nearby for the group to get far enough away from the building. When they do, he slips from the shadows and up to the door of the sanctuary. It's Silvermane. Yes. He enters the chapel walks through, he sees Tyari Varvedos and Brantos Calderon speaking to each other. He nods to them and then continues further and slips into a room where splayed out on a table is the body of Galabras Finn. Nearby, Droja and Katrezra sit in vigil, conversing quietly with each other. They see Silvermane approach and 
sort of like smile sadly at him. Silvermane slowly walks over to the body of Galabras and looks down at him. Looks down at a face he almost doesn't recognize anymore. A face he hasn't seen in hundreds of years. <laughs> Somberly, he places his hands on Galabras's chest and then reaches for something in his tunic. After a moment, he gently removes the butterfly pendant that Galabras got from the ghost of Fabian Blix in Red Lake Fort. Silvermane then nods to Droja and Katresra, who sort of look quizzically at him, but don't ask any questions. And then he walks out. The door to Silvermane's home opens, and he walks in and straight up to a humble wooden desk sitting in the corner of his shack. Sitting down at the desk, staring into space, he pulls out a piece of parchment, grabs a quill, and pauses for a moment to look around him in this empty room with this feeling that maybe he's not alone right now. And he begins to write a letter. And now we're back in Skiergard. <laughs> As Baron and Dalgrith see across this now empty camp, two figures walking towards them. One, Candace, is that Brander? Is that Della? Oh, it's, a, it's a woman can't be. It's an older woman, and there's a man behind them. What do the dwarves do? We dart eyes at each other. Yeah. Dalgrith has his sword in his hand, because he heard the, the, the beating of the wings, thought it might be Brander. He's got, he's got a sword in his hand. He looks at Baron, looks out the window. They look like friends to me. Uh, do you know them? I, I don't know either of them, but in my experiences, bad days never end when you want them to, so we'd better just go out into the street and say howdy to them. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they'd have any reason to be up here if they were fighting for the wrong side, if you know what I mean. All right, on three. All right, one, one two, two, boom, and they burst out the door. <laughs> and they're just like paranoid, hurt. Like malnourished, yeah, freezing cold, slept on the floor <laughs> for the last four hours, exhausted, <laughs> wide awake, trying to figure out how they're going to beat these wildfires. And Dalgrith is just like, "Name yourselves. What brings you to the mountain top?" <sighs> Wide-eyed, a little crazy looking. Metro uh, looks at Jimmer. Is that them? I, I don't know. Be a hell of a coincidence if it wasn't them. Hey, uh, hey! Sorry, fellas. Uh, uh, we uh, we don't mean to we don't mean to give you a fright. Uh, uh, my name's Jimmer Hardy. This here's uh, her name's Metra. Metra uh, Narn. Metra Narn. And can you tell, for Baron's sake, like this is his first time seeing them? Like, what do they look like today? They've been mountain traveling. Maybe they're different. Like, just give him what he sees for the first time. Uh, so, well, we've been flying, right? Is that yeah? What's going on? Our yeah, our eagles landed. Yes, the so eagles probably are. So I yeah the eagles have landed. The eagles have landed. <laughs> the eagles are coming. Go birds. 
That's for you, buddy. Thank you, buddy. I'm not pounding you. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Matthew's a huge supporter of the NFL. (laughs) He he once was. Uh, Jimmer is, he's wearing half plates. He's got a very fine, strained, kind of odd-looking sword, like, hanging at his belt. He's got a shield. And um, he looks like Walton Goggins, but his hair is like kind of like sticking straight up from the wind. And he's got a patch over one eye. Uh, and Metra is obviously the pale, translucent skin of a fetchling, no, fa- no pupils, dark cloak that seems to be kind of shifting independently of the wind. And she's got this, fa- this tattoo over her neck and coming up onto her face that seems to be moving as well. Badass. And she says, Metra Narn. Yeah. And... Baron just drops his jaw and says, I'm sorry, ma'am. Across the wind. Yeah. Snow blowing in Hawaii. <laughs> Abandoned camp Snow all Snow in the both of their beards, <laughs> just like collecting in their and, beards. And he just kind of puts a hand on Dalgris' chest and staggers forward kind of three more steps, and you can kind of see him dragging snow behind him around his boots. Is one of you, Baron Ashpeak, Sheriff of Trunau? That would be my my name and my title, ma'am. You wouldn't happen to be related to Delanarn, would you? I think we'd better go inside. I think that's best. Ah, I told you, Baron. He gives him like a slap on the back. Friends could only be friends at the top of the mountain at this time. Yes, come, come in. Come in. We've kept it warm. I'm afraid it's not very comfortable, but at least it's inside. And as Dalgris slaps Baron on the back, a loose molar from the fight from the Skirkotlet just <laughs> launches out of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> wipes the blood from his chin. Uh, <clears throat> um, Metra pulls down her hood. And shakes the snow out. Like, shakes the any like snow out of her hair. And do I see a resemblance to Delaner? Oh, yeah. She looks vaguely like Isabel Huppert. Okay. Oh, right. Huppert. H U Hoopert, is I like to Isabel call Isabel Huppert? <laughs> Huppert. Isabel Huppert. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't rightly know how you know my name, ma'am, but considering you might come from the same type of arcane background as your daughter, I wouldn't put it past you. I'm going to let you ask the questions because... God knows I have many, but there's a lot to talk about. You're the last one I've been able to find. I talked with Sir Willamette Keswick. I talked with Droja and Katrezra and Trunau. And they told me I needed to find you and your team. To find out what happened to my daughter. Um, ma'am, have you, um... When's the last time you dealt with difficult news? Is she dead? Have a seat. Do you, do you drink whiskey? No. Oh, I'm gonna have a little bit before I tell you the story, if that doesn't bother you any. Not at all. You had to drink. He finishes <laughs> off like a half pint of whiskey before he gets going, and it's just like all in one fell swoop. If there's a little bit left in there, I, I'm sorry. I, I could. Oh, we've uh, traveled just, a very long yeah, it's been way. A, of course, a long here, trip. here you go. Thank you. Thank you. You've had that all night. <laughs> you didn't mention it once. <laughs> it's my special grieving whiskey. <laughs> I don't mean any disrespect. But you guys look like pretty awful, right? The whiskey. Oh yeah. 
Yes, uh, sorry, let me introduce myself. The name's Dolgrith Underfoot. They call me the Deathbringer. Puts out a hand. Shakes her hand, goes to Jimmer. We just shook hands in real life. We just shook hands in real life. Yeah, yeah that was awesome. Acting. Yeah. Huh. He goes to Jimmer. <laughs> now they're kissing. You know, he's he, he, he's, <laughs> he's looking up at Jimmer and his eyes. I mean, there's just such a genuine, like, relief in seeing someone so well-armed and armored uh, walking in the door. Uh, and so he walks up to you, looks up at you, puts out a hand, and just like, you know, with a kind of a stern look on his face, it's just like... It's good to see friends here. We've been up here alone for quite some time. I'm sorry, did you say Dahlgrave Deathbringer? I did, yes. Oh, well, I, shoot, I, yeah, I've heard of you. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I know oh, you. shit. Wait, who, yeah. Who is he? <laughs> no, this fella, he, he's a famous uh, all around the inner sea. This uh, guy's got a, he's got a lot of stories behind him. Uh, it's, a, it's a pleasure. And I, I'm sorry, but... Baron, uh, I've heard tell quite a bit of you as well, and it is—it's uh, it's an, an honor and a pleasure to meet you. Uh, wish it could be under better circumstances, but what happened to the two of you? Well, we've been um, on a path involving your daughter quite a bit. Now, you see, your daughter was amazing on the battlefield. She was a kind companion and someone who I could always count on. In fact, I, uh, I deputized her in the fight for the small folk against, I don't know if you know, but giants are amassing and trying to take over the whole world. I've heard some of, some of this, yes. Well, I, um, I feel um, a bit strange telling you this, ma'am, but I may have... Uh, I may have overestimated her abilities and I may have put too much responsibility than I should have on a, on a girl that young. Now, I thought that she had fallen in battle. But just a moment. How old did you think Della was? I thought she was 18 years old. Somewhere around there. How, how old is she? Go on with your story. Well, you know, a girl like that, she's precocious, but she had skills, so she joined our adventure. She saved my life while I was still blind. Uh, or getting over that anyway, and, and went all around the, the world with me, uh, trying to stop the advance of these giants, but we finally got into a, a battle. We bit off a, a bit more than uh, we could chew, and... Um, I saw your your daughter die, ma'am. At least, I thought I saw her die. And then she was uh, taken away by a very evil man. On the wings of a dragon. And, uh... Matter of fact, he's kind of been chasing us all around in our, in our efforts. And, uh... He's nearby right now. And um, and it's just getting harder and harder for Baron to say this. Like it's impossible. He's not even making eye contact still with her. Drinking the whiskey. Just still drinking the whiskey. And Dahlgrith, in his head, is putting it together, right? Because he saw the half Della face yeah. on this guy. Didn't know who Della was, but now as he's telling the story and Baron's reticence to reveal everything, 
Dogwraith is just going, oh, fuck. Like, in his head. Like, mm-hmm. this is her mother. Yeah. But he's not saying anything. He's just, like, completely still. I, I don't know if your daughter is alive or dead or if her spirit's still on this plane. But I can tell you that parts of her have been reincorporated into this man that stole her. I'm sorry? Uh, look, there's no easy way to say this. So I'm, I'm just going to say, the remains of your daughter have been partially merged with this man like a freak surgery. And I don't know how to ever pull him apart or, or what's left, but he seems to be feeding on some of her strength. It's gruesome, ma'am, and I hate to be the one to have to tell you. You're saying that this man took my daughter's body and merged it with his own to become some sort of undead monstrosity. That's what you're telling me? Yes. He seems to be on a strange journey to obtain a power that I don't comprehend fully. I don't entirely understand the aims or, or, or means he has, but he's somehow taken your daughter and tried to become something in his perverted, twisted way of thinking greater than he ever was on his own. And Metro just kind of shakes her head and looks away. I thought when I came back to this plane... We could have left this kind of... Left this kind of thing behind. I'm sorry. Uh, left behind... This this sort of thing is... Common to you? I've seen... A great deal... In my travels. My attempts to get back here... To my daughter. Well, I'm... I'm sorry, ma'am. And Baron takes off his winter hat and kind of... Seems really inappropriate. I'm trying to have a moment here, Joe. <laughs> that's, that's the audience. Oh, oh he took his hat off. Oh, boom. <laughs> Fireworks. <laughs> have you thought about disabling hotkeys in the program? Has that ever been a troubleshooting idea for you, Joe? It's worse than the gunshot. It <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Baron, Baron takes his hat off his head um, and kind of scrunches it on the other side and looks at her and says... Uh, I'm, I'm very sorry. I'm dreadfully sorry that I, I couldn't have kept your daughter alive. Uh, I consider it one of my largest failings. Please forgive me. I know not what to forgive. Nor does it seem it's my place to do so. Especially since that's not the whole story. Is it? I'm sorry. I'm not sure what road you're trying to lead me down. What happened before she died? Keswick. He hinted. But he didn't tell me everything. Now, you're going to have to tell me the hint, because I traveled with your daughter for months and years. I mean, she she 
got into a heap of trouble with some demon's blood, and Sir Will sure didn't like that. Is that what you're referring to? He seemed to suggest that in her final days, she had been tempted by an evil force and joined with it. She did the thing, the ritual at the at the cathedral. Oh yes, yes, yes. Okay. Well, um, yes. Uh, <laughs> now that I remember, um, your she daughter was part of a satanic ritual right in front of my <laughs> right face. Before, before she died. I was standing right there. <laughs> your, uh, I, I was on the the good part of that ritual, so I kind of forgot about it. Uh, she she was a troubled young woman, and she seemed to be playing with the forces of evil. And when she was given the opportunity to make a choice between the two. She uh, devoted herself to a giant god, I suppose, in the pursuit of power, which didn't really seem to fit her. Perhaps it would fit her more than you know. The forces of darkness are at hand, are they not? Yes. Yes. Uh, I'm sorry. We're so beat up because I think we took down the the figurehead of this here camp, but there's... uh, there's still more forces of evil left in that tomb, and uh, once I get rested up, it's my intention to head in there and uh, take him down with Dalgrith over here. I'm sorry, uh, I, we were led to believe that there were more in your party. Uh. Oh. We lost a few. He steps up, giving Baron a break. We... I fought the good fight, but she got the best of us. The queen of undeath that resided in the tomb in the mountain. She has powerful allies. Ghostly. Undead. Incorporeal. They overwhelmed us. We were outmuched. And taken. They took half our number. We went in with four and walked out with two. And we didn't know how we'd go back in. Now we're back up again and I think we might have a chance... If you two are as tough as you look. But it is. It's a dark, evil place in there. But my friend here, he stood up to it and he took down their leader in the final moments. So I feel like the evil is mostly behind us. Perhaps the souls left inside are merely tortured. But it doesn't change the fact that they're not going to let us pass willingly. And we need to... And he looks at Baron. We need to retrieve the bodies of our friends. Yes. We can't let them rest in there in that dark place. So we were... As you landed this morning, we were talking about how we might make it happen. We thought about returning to Skelton, rearming and resting. But now that you're here, maybe we could make a go of it. I don't know, it's... I feel like there's information in there that... Is valuable to find. And so I. I don't know. Don't know if it's your fight, but. We intend to go back in. And I'm. I'm sorry, ma'am. I'm sure you're still processing things or have knowledge of things beyond anything I could ever think. I understand why you're here. And if you wish to accompany us to try to find out what happened to your daughter, you're welcome to. You have skin in the game. That's a really poor choice of words. Yeah. 
Yeah, that is an, an unfortunate turn of phrase. Very insensitive. <laughs> Your daughter's skin. It's in the Your game. daughter's skin. It's in the game. It's in the game. Della's skin. It's in the game. It's like the EA logo. It's in the game. It's in the game. It's in the game. <laughs> so it's just like the logo is just Della's like melty face. <laughs> Horrible graphic. You don't look like you're. Uh, Un- unaccompanied or unknowing of combat, I, I can see you've uh, seen quite your share of battles and you look pretty formidable over there, but what brings you here? Yeah, well, uh, I, uh, I have an association with uh, what I, I believe is a friend of yours, uh, Galabras Finstock. Uh, uh, Finn. Uh, Galabras Finn. Oh, really? Yeah, we grew up. Uh, well, I... I uh, uh, I'm uh, I'm I'm employed by his father, and uh, I, I know known the boy since since he was since he was a small child. He never told me about his father. I didn't know about. It. That's great. And you said Finn Stock. Yeah, yeah. I think he he wanted to separate himself from his family to a certain extent, and so he he sh- sh- truncated his name. Uh, well, well, have you have you been to True Now yet? Yeah, that's what I I went there to seek him. Uh, Hearing that he was there, and uh, I heard he, that he had passed. I was pleased to find that he had not. But then we went out to try to help your friend uh, Will, believing that that would be the best way to help Galabras himself. And when I returned, Galabras was gone. But I've been convinced that he would have wanted me to help you. And this may be the path to restoring him to restoring him to life. Do they know how he was taken? No. At least, at least I I was not told. And but. Baron just slams his fist down on a table and just goes, "Brander, you son of a bitch! I know it has to be you." All right. Well, I think you're in the right place. Wait, Brander, he said. Brander. Is he the one that wears my daughter's face? That's right. Then it's about time we seek him. Is he nearby? You're not going to have a problem with that if you come with us. He seems dead set on following us where we go. And he has an eye for the armor of this Skakatla in the tomb. Of course, we had to leave her behind in our haste to get out of the tomb. But if we get back in there and get her armor... We might have a chance to meet him face to face, for good or ill. When do we go? I imagine if uh, we rest a little bit, uh, I'm ready to go in the morning. I, I nothing is. I'm sorry. Did you say Sir Sir Will was in? Tra- is he okay? Yeah, Sir Will's okay. Oh yeah, yeah. No, he's fine. Oh, thank we were you. able to rescue him. And His he, whole family is dead. Well, yeah. I mean, apart from that. Parents just like over. <laughs> parents gourd squeezes. They're just like insane. All these things that happen. They'll talk about this over uh, the fire. <laughs> um, wow. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, Dalgrith. Are you ready to go Speaking back? In there? With it, yeah, it's about time we light a fire. No, no, Baron. I'm nowhere near ready to go. Yeah, I was going to say, you two gentlemen I look feel awful. I didn't want to. I don't. I don't mean to be rude, but you look like you've seen. Uh, you've been. Spent a lot of time at the south end of a mule. <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you don't look well at all, I have to say. 
I'm a bit uh, beat up, Baron. I can't. Uh, when we talked about returning to Skelt, I thought it might be a few days of bed rest before we turn back in. Now, believe me, I want to do it as soon as you do, but we got to be smart about it. Um, how do you? How do we? Do you propose we get back into this tomb? Is the is the path clear between us and your and your enemies? Well, it's not. Dalgris snuck out with invisibility, and I may have uh, slipped to another plane to get out. The way we got in the tomb before was with a powerful wizard. A man I'm afraid we're going to miss very much. He got us in there behind their, their guards around her, her, to- her room, her throne room. And this time we're going to have to punch through as a headless giant horseman. It's a series of morgues if you're familiar with those and it's it's going to be a long treacherous journey back into that room that's why I think we need the rest Baron we can't force it perhaps there's another way you said you slipped onto another plane to get out Uh, yeah we ended up in another it's a long story but I got this cloak here that if I say the Hocus pocus on it, I go to another plane. It's a it's pretty, pretty cool. It's a cloak of etherealness. Yeah, that's what. Call that's, it what it is, man. <laughs> that's you don't what, have to talk to her like she's a child. <laughs> I'm actually a very powerful sorcerer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just sort of say spent most of my life traveling on different planes. Well, <laughs> actually, <laughs> <laughs> you sort of just say abracadabra and then uh, go into another plane. See, when a cloak and a magic spell love each other yes. very much. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I, and I take off the cloak with. And like the, and she and Metro kind of examines it, see, recognizes its power. If you were to guide me, I might be able to anchor myself to a point on the material plane and teleport us there in the morning. Could I do a dungeoneering check to see if I could like draw a map out for? Him? Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's see. Seventeen on the die for a twenty-two. Oh yeah, yeah. Hey, go in that first room. Watch out for the frost traps. Go down that long <laughs> hallway. There'll be a headless horseman. Don't worry about him. Don't tell him your name. Just don't the, tell him your name. Second door on the left. <laughs> <Don't> take notes. <laughs> then there's a yeah. maze full of morgues. Don't worry about them. Uh, but at the end of that room, there's a secret door uh, that will lead straight into the throne room. J- just get us to that secret door. Uh, and so you do. You walk through. And then she's cast fly on herself once she's in the, the ethereal plane, and she's just like, like floating through, <laughs> <laughs> looking at his hand-drawn map. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I you, solemnly swear I'm up to no good. <laughs> <laughs> you get there and uh, roll a perception to see how much of it you retain. The point that we're like, the point yeah, I want to anchor to. Yeah, uh, that would be a twenty. Twenty. That's a pretty good number. Um, all right, you you see it. Can't say you're very familiar with it. I mean, I'm going to spend literally as much time as possible. (laughs) Somewhere between studied carefully and seen casually. Uh, Closer to studied carefully. uh, And you come back. Damn it. What do you say? I just changed the wind, Troy. Come on. (laughs) Wow, that was fast. Yeah, that was. Oh! Oh, my goodness. (laughs) She's gone for 10 minutes. I'm ready. We go at your command. I gotta be honest, I didn't think you'd do it that fast. I, uh, 
I, I can't, I'm not ready. I can't. I need more rest. I need more time. I mean, I'll just tell you mechanically. I have 32 hit points out of 130. <laughs> so he's, he's... Did you come with a cleric? He's banged up. <laughs> uh, One of you, by chance, a cleric. <laughs> or you, sir, a war priest. Yeah, please, no. please be a war priest. I, I, wish I, could, I wish I could say I was, but I only feel you'd be disappointed. Um, <laughs> rapidly. <laughs> well, we got the... Uh, Three p- three cure mods is that what we got? From yeah, but we can only each take two per day from one single blooming. So that's right. Uh, okay, but well, yeah, two cure mods. That's better than nothing. Metro uh, brought a wand. Oh, a wand of cure light wounds. Cure light wounds. Yeah. You, how do you use it? UMD yeah. baby. But Baron can cast it right. Oh yeah. Right, so then we won't even have to roll. You can just. I am a loving inquisitor. Oh yeah, so then it's not a thing. You can just. You know what? Boom, you know boom, what boom, my boom. inquisition is today. How are you feeling, Dalgris? <laughs> <laughs> oh, not so good? Wand. 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 Wow. All right. So, uh, uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, boom, boom, he'll put Dalgris back. All right. And then I'm good to go. Uh, should we go right now? Well, we should talk a few tactics first. We've got to talk about these witch fires. Witch fires, you say? Witch fires. They're called incorporeal beasts. Can I roll a knowledge check on them? Which fires? Yeah, sure. What is it? Arcana? Uh, e, uh, Religion. Religion, it? probably. Yeah, uh, can't yeah, do that. Yeah. Tell me about them. Well, the incorporeal, they attack with pure fire, ranged fire, and touch attacks as well. You can't let them close to you. You can't keep them far away. They're quite nightmarish. They're the creatures that kill our friends, ultimately. It wasn't even the queen. Fire oh. I can protect you from. Well, if you can protect us from fire, I feel that we'll get a long way unless they have some ability they didn't tell us about. Well, didn't tell us about. They didn't show in the first fight. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. <laughs> and here's how. I can also do acid, but I won't this round. <laughs> if you're gonna, um, they're incorporeal. They're so incorporeal. You, do you have any ability to hurt them? Uh, just by shooting at the broad side of a barn, ma'am. So they can only... Is your gun magic? Yeah, it's magic. So you can, you can hurt them, but... At, like, yeah, at a reduced rate. He does half damage. Jimmer, what about you? Yeah, I don't I don't much care for fighting the, the ghosts. <laughs> no, it's not really... I don't like it, but... I mean, I, I think I can, like, he put a string, like he pulls out Terminus Est. <laughs> oh, my God. That's <laughs> and, so uh, awesome! And he's like, yeah, so, yeah I, think, I think I can do a number on them all the same, though. It's like, like, But they do fly as well. They could keep themselves 20, 30 feet in the air at all times. We have to have some way to close on them. Metro mutters a few words and then starts rising in the air herself. Oh. Oh. Hits her on the ceiling. We're starting to piece it together. Now, there's also, uh, there's also a weapon in there. I got to assume that maybe they don't know of its value. They couldn't have grabbed it maybe so fast, but... Our companion, Feraza, who fell, she's got a dagger on a person that I need. If I can get to her body and the dagger's still there, I could do... I could damage them. She's got a goat's touch blade. And that's what we need to fight them. Matthew knows that it's sealed in a chamber of rock. Well, that has... It's not forever. It's not like stone shape. Yeah. Wall of stone ends. Yeah, that... that it, has a, it ends? Yeah. yeah. I think so. I think... Does it? Or is oh, it called wall of stone? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Wall of Stone. It has to end. Duration instantaneous. Um, it's just yeah. This creates a wall of rock that merges. Into oh my a god! Room. And it stays forever. 
Yeah, would need to be dispelled. <laughs> yeah. So it's not happening. Not happening. Well, well do you have to spell magic? I do not. Oh, do you have that to disintegrate? Yes, I do. When cast is that, that, right that'll work. I can get it. Yeah, I mean, we can also break it eventually. Yeah, like any not. other stone wall, this one can be destroyed by a disintegrate spell, or by normal means such as breaking and chipping. We already know that it would have taken the witch fires forever to do that. Well, then, uh, uh, all right. So then he would know that. So he would say, Perhaps "I can't can do anything back. in the fight. There's nothing I can do." Tell our story. There's a, <laughs> yeah. there's a powerful there's a powerful weapon trapped within a stone tomb of death. Inside a stone tomb of death. <laughs> Inside another stone. <laughs> Who came up with that plan? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> um, so I don't know what to do. Hang back, I guess. You could give. You could if give. You could Dog- find a way through the stone. You could give Dograith the cloak. I mean, all right, we're go- if we're going in right now. That won't won't work. But if we're going tomorrow, uh, yeah. If we wait till tomorrow, now it's I can activate it multiple times, right? But it's a total in of 10 one minutes. minute in one minute increments, I believe. Yeah, so I could activate it, go in there. Oh, I could activate it, go in there, get the dagger, and leave again. Come back, yeah, and have it on me when we teleport. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, that is that's pretty. Fun. I like that plan. A little heist. Yeah, a little mini heist. We should teleport. You activate, go in, get the dagger, wait a minute, and then we'll all come in, and then you can come out. Because you have to, uh, yeah. What you get in position? Because you have to come back onto the material plane is the problem. Can you can you can you deactivate even the, even though the minute's not up? I think you can. Yeah, yeah. It has to be used in one minute increments. Yeah, but you don't have to stay ethereal for a full minute. Oh, okay. It just means know. that you've used a minute up. Even yeah, if you just yeah, use six. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Well, I, let's just do that. We could go in. I could walk in, and then we can. Yeah, I can surprise them by appearing. Deactivating it, unless deactivating it is an action. I don't know. Yes, it is an action. I think so. Well, then I should go in, get it, come all the way back here, and then we should all teleport. Teleport in. in. Yeah, I like this part. Wait, I'm excited wait. to be a part Why of it. Why would you just wait till we teleport and then just walk the 25 feet, pick it up, and then come back, and then we all charge in together? Uh, but that's fine too. Just in case there was something unexpected that happened in between. That's all. Yeah, it's a it's on command. So yeah, it's an action, and the effect is dismissible. And I would imagine that would also be by command. Yeah, uh, you should definitely dismiss once you're inside the stone tomb. Okay. Well, you have to do that anyway. So I was like, oh, don't, don't how to where's the door? So Matthew, <laughs> I would like you to roll a d100 no. for teleporting. Oh, no. <laughs> Matthew's the worst roller on the show, actually. There's really actually a lot of going evidence in. That's really true. are going in. All right. Really doing it so long. what are we calling it? Studied carefully? Um, yeah. Well, let's see. You had uh, probably five minutes. I'm going to say somewhere viewed once. between. Yeah, viewed. I'm going to give you seen casually instead of viewed once. Twelve. Twelve. You're great. You're We're all target. good. Yeah. Please refer yourselves to the map. Where you all have new palms. Oh. Well, not all of you. Just just the new people. Just Jim and Metro. <laughs> um, there oh. you are. Oh, man. Oh, cool. left, so you left the bodies of our friends there. I sure did. Oh, I man. sure did. Yep. <laughs> They're laying there, and as well as the body of Skirkatla. Um, that's really just to denote where her things are, as undead just crumble. What are the, like the Baycocks. What are the chances, Troy, that mm. in my reconnaissance, I happen to notice a metamagic rod sitting at the top of the stairs? Um, with well, a 20 perception is what I think you rolled. Yeah. I, don't know, I feel like you were pretty busy at the time uh, <laughs> trying to study that room. 
Hell of a try, though. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Love it. The uh, the He's trying s- to keep things moving. <laughs> the, how could you notice something in the surroundings when you're trying to study the surroundings? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> you're so distracted. A, a tiny little rod. Here, I'll, I'll redraw that wall there around Feyraza. That is the stone wall. Talk to me. Tell me what you want to do. All right, give me a moment. Stay low. Wait, wait, not yet. <laughs> what? You want protection from energy or not? Yes. <laughs> Too late. He's already gone. No, no, wait. Faraz uh, will cast protection from energy, fire, communal. Communal. And that us, gives everybody what? All of us. I, can, I have to divide it up in a number of minutes, and I'll tell you that when I get to the correct tab, which will happen right now. <laughs> uh, it's 10 minutes per level split among the recipients. So and you that's 12, uh, so, 100, so it's two hours? Two hours divided amongst the four of us. All right. And so that's just DR30, basically. No, far. it's 120 points. Ah, so it chips away. Chips away. I like that. Those are the ones I prefer uh, as the GM. Okay. Um, Joe feels differently. It's <laughs> far, far worse. <laughs> yeah, no, it's far, definitely far worse for you. Um, all right, Doug Perfect for... Baron Almost Frank. certainly going to have a death in this combat. What do you want to do, Dalgrith? Uh, Dalgrith is going to uh, enact the cloak, sneak in, th- walk through the stone wall, and then dispel it, uh, dismiss it back into the material plane over Feyraz's and corpse. And Feyraz's body. And you just see, like, a hole, a black hole in the middle of her chest or her soul. I'm sorry, Feraza. Lit on fire. We're going to get you out of here soon. And he reaches down, grabs the dagger. Uh, Brindy's Steps love. on her face on accident. So, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. sorry. Uh, I, meant no, I meant no disrespect. It's close quarters in here. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, I did it again. Uh, <laughs> oh, this is all. Oh, your poor nose. <laughs> face is completely disfigured now. <laughs> We're going to have to have a closed casket. Uh, he, he pulls out Brindy's love. Sorry, Matthew. Uh, he pulls out Brindy's love and um, will... Say the command word again, back into the ethereal plane, and then walk back to his friends. Tell me what you want to do in Sir Catless Throne Room. Uh, uh well, you go. Uh, I was just going to say, Dograith could say under his breath, I could go back. I could go into the plane, wait for an opportune moment to strike. If you prefer... Trust me, I'll be there, but I'm just going to wait till the moment's right. Wait till they've opened themselves up to an attack. So saying he could go into the ethereal plane now, yep. and yeah. you wouldn't yep. see him again until he popped out. If but you don't do that, I'll be upset at you, so <laughs> do that. Uh, okay. Now, the only downside versus something like invisibility, if you got I don't know if you have it, is that it would be an action to come out, and then they'll have a whole round to do something <laughs> about it before I can right. attack. <laughs> You prefer to be invisible? I I do my best work when I'm invisible. The Metro produces a wand. Oh my god! Oh, nice. <laughs> do you have to activate it, or you can do it automatically? That one I can do automatically. That's on my spells. Beautiful. So you pull out the wand, then it's like, as you pull it out, he's like, "Well, then we gotta go quick. Once the swan goes, we gotta hurry now." <laughs> Now, now, now. Red team, go. So, Dalgraith goes invisible. Okay. He's got Brynia's love in his hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he'll start moving into the room, assuming everybody's going to be moving in behind him, unless there's any other things you guys needed to do. Let me cast Fly on Jimmer. Oh, thank you. Oh, wait, you didn't cast Fly on me. You want it? Yes. 
And I cast Fly on Invisible Dog Wreath. God, you're going to be a spell suck, aren't oh, you? Yeah. <laughs> That's what they call me, Dog Wreath spell suck. I've heard, I've heard the name bandied about in many a tavern around the inner sea. Many a bathroom wall. Uh, <laughs> is that why I can never get a good caster to come along with me? For a spell sucking good time called Dog Wreath. <laughs> <laughs> because Baron wants to see this spell suck for a good time. spell suck. The <laughs> 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 <A> phone number. <laughs> <laughs> There's a hole in the stall the size of a wand. <laughs> I literally can't say anything around you all, can I? Literally nothing. Well, now the word suck in it, that's, yeah. that's not going to end well. You set us up, man. Where were you going? Matthew, what were you thinking? Obviously, I wasn't. That's on you. Matthew, <laughs> uh, Honestly, you, did, you brought this on yourself. Fly on Dalgrith. Invisibility on Dalgrith. Not greater or regular? Regular on him. Greater on me. Greater on you. Oh. Fly on Jimmer. Baron. Baron is actually going to cast C Invisibility on himself for a tactical advantage. Cheating. You know, when you get get out of like what, That's where, great. where we are. I yeah. like that. Uh, and then I'm going to, once again, cast Weapon of Aww. Aww. And then we got to go, go, go. And then I'm going to cast Silence on Metra. Just so she doesn't cast any spells. <laughs> <laughs> Just be like, what? good luck. You tap her on the back. <laughs> <laughs> what a great prank. Good luck in <laughs> What a great prank. I always, gotcha. haze, I always haze new battle members that's the right. first time that's, we fight. That's, the new, that's how you bring people in. The... I actually just like... As hard as you've ever seen Baron kick, just snap yeah, Jimmer's yeah, kneecap. Yeah. Just, <laughs> Ow! Break a leg out there. Why? Why did you do that? Why? You gotta prove yourself. And I don't like your accent. Place yourselves in the room where you would like to be. This all has to happen quickly. You do not see any witch fires in the room right now. All right, Dalgrith is going to fly in. Uh, Yeah, he's going to fly in. Boom, start flying right into the middle of the room. I'll stand next to the corpse of the wizard. Because wizards usually have cool stuff on That's them. That's so true. <laughs> Standing next to the corpse of the wizard. Uh, the ashes. The ashes of the, yeah, there's nothing. There's not like he had a pouch or anything. All of his objects would just be sitting on yeah. top of his ashes. In a pile of, of ash, yeah. Baron, where are you going? Right in front of uh, Feyraza's stone wall? Yes, in front of her, sadly, now stone tomb. And Jimmer, are you staying back there as well, or are you going up with Dalgrith? Uh, I yeah, I'll, I'll go up with. I mean, I can't see Dalgrith, but I oh, will, that's right. Yeah, I'll I'll go up and closer to the middle of the room. Okay, um, you guys stand there for a moment, looking around the room for Baron and Dalgrith. You've been here before. You watched your friends, your companions, your comrades perish. One reduced to ash. The other, Dalgrith now sees with a gaping hole in her chest, where her soul was burnt from the inside out. As you stand in this room with this black basalt throne on a large, what I say, 20-foot high dais, I believe. Yep, 20-foot dais. In the back of the room are two doors leading to the north. You don't know what is back there, but you do all of a sudden hear two loud screams oh, as the floating corpses of two beautiful women bathed at a sickly green light come Screaming out of the wall. Oh, oh there they are. There they are. Let's roll for initiative. Roll for initiative. Come on, baby. Come on, dog. We're going along. Yes. <laughs> I'm guessing Joe did okay. 
Oh. Joe, would you like to tell us your initiative? Uh, I got a 30. 30! Opened with a 30. What about uh, Baron Ashpeak? Also got a 30. You oh. son of a bitch! What's your bonus, bud? It's plus 12. Mine's 14. Oh. Oh. Son of a bitch! All right, beat me again. What about Jimmer? 21. 21 for Good job, nice. Jimmer. And all that armor? Yeah. Jimmer, nice. What's your initiative bonus? Uh, plus five. That's great. Uh, Metra. 17. The Metra Narn. Always a bridesmaid. Your daughter's dead. Um, I wish you were a gnome. Because you could be a metronome. Oh. oh. Get out. Take away all his Laugh and laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we all laugh so hard and much. It is round one. What's the light situation like in this room, Troy? Uh, it is um, dark. Cool. Yeah, it is dark. Uh, and it is Baron's turn. Baron is going to wait and hold until he sees what Dalgrith does. That was the plan all along, even though he got a little bit of a jump on him. He can see invisibility, and this was tactical. Okay, well, then it is Dalgrith's turn. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's round two. Dalgrith is going to hold. Dalgrith will hold. They're so far away, he can't get to them and get off an attack, so he can't he can't use that advantage, so he's going to hold. Okay. Um, well, it is their turn. They come screaming in. Uh, let's see here. They can move. They are both going to fly up towards the center of the room. One um, goes right to the bottom of the steps, which is about five feet away from Dalgrith, but they can't see Dalgrith. Yikes. Uh, That's bad business. The other one fans out sort of away from everything, uh, almost near those black doors that we now know uh, are haunted. Uh, One is going to fire a ray. The one near Dalgrith is going to fire uh, a witch flame bolt at Baron, and the other one uh, is in range of Jimmer. So let's try the first one on Baron, remember this is against touch AC. Jimmer's invisible. Excuse me. Oh, Jimmer's invisible. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, right. no, is he, no, I'm not. No, he's, no. Not. No, he's, he's flying. flying. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't have invisibility. That is a 17 against touch AC. Uh, that's a big miss. That's a big oh, miss. Oh, that's huge. Uh, all right. Then the other one will Against fly. your flat-footed AC? Flat-footed touch. No, here. I he didn't act. He, he chose didn't not act. to act. Yeah. Oh, that feels like bullshit. But okay. If you want to play the rules like that... My flat-footed AC is yeah. higher than my touch AC. <laughs> I don't know. That's no, no, no. a tricky... You know, it's fine. He he had the cho- choice to act, and he's ch- choosing to be strategic. He's he, delaying. Yeah, okay. he's delaying. Uh, delaying. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, all right, and then the other one... Well, I rolled really low. Uh, the other one will fire a Jimmer. Uh, oh, another shitty roll. 20 against touch? Uh, that's a hit. Okay, 20 against touch. Um, we'll hit Jimmer. Jimmer, roll a will save. This is to see if you burst into flames. Uh, that is a 30... 38. All right. 20, 28, sorry. So you do not become sickened and burst into witch flames, which is good, because remember, you take half again damage uh, against all these fire attacks. I rolled, I rolled okay. 23 uh, plus... 33 points of damage right off the top. Just was that, that wasn't an arrow, was it? That was uh, no, that was a witch flame bolt, yes. so just okay. pure fire. How much damage? Uh, tw- 33 points so of zero. Fire, fire damage? Uh, that is an excellent question. A creature to witch fire, uh, sickly with, well, these eerie flames deal no... F- yes, fire damage. Okay. All so right. zero points of damage. So 33 points off of my resistance. Yeah. 
So first one just hits Jimmer, but it is absorbed by the spell. Takes a good chunk out of that. And uh, do the dwarves want to take a move here? Or they want to let Jimmer go? Uh, I'll take a move, even if Dalgrith doesn't at this point. Now they're close enough. Okay. Uh, unless Dalgrith uh, wants to take Yeah, action. yeah, let me, let me get out of your way. Uh, Dalgrith is going to go, and he's going to uh, move. He's like... Oh, fuck. Because the one came right up in his face. Right. And he was not expecting that. And uh, now, what about what what level are they at? Like, how high up off the ground are they? Did you already say? Uh, I didn't. They're about 20 feet off the ground. Okay, so assuming Dograith is relatively even with them, he's going to move. He's got to fly, too. Like, when you're flying, it's different. You get you have to fly. It's not airwalk. Mm-hmm. So he's going to... So he's going to fly. Uh, he'll fly 20 feet away. Okay. Uh, I'm assuming his fly speed is 20 feet. Does your fly speed change just because you're flying? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you get a speed from the spell. Yeah, the speed, the spell feet. is 60 feet or, uh, or 40, 40 feet, feet if you're a medium or heavy armor. Yeah. Uh, okay, so then he's got to move 60 feet. Um, well, but you're also ascending, so remember. R- right. Uh, well, I had already ascended. So basically, he's going to move 60 feet. He's going to fly 60 feet uh, in sort of like a wide arc. Okay. Uh, not 45 degrees, but a wide arc. Okay. And get kind of away from them, behind them. Okay. And then he's going to initiate the, uh, as quiet as he can, the command word for Brynia's love. And turn it ghost touch. Ah, okay. Because it's a standard action to enact that. So he's got to enact that. All right. So you kind of, you fan out, get behind, uh, closer to where that back room is, and activate Brynia's love. Yeah, and so now for one minute, it's ghost touch. So nice. for the next ten rounds. <laughs> All right. Baron, nice. you are up good, sir. Uh, Baron is going to try to figure out what he can after fighting these guys a second time. It's been 24 hours. Let's see if he can roll a null relig. Okay. Oh, seven for a 12 total. This <laughs> <laughs> is not your day. It's not your day. Um, you are 45 feet away from the closest one uh, and 55 feet away from the further one. I'm counting that as 35 feet, but... You put it on your square. Okay. Yes. All right. Uh, you said 45 feet? Yes. Fair enough. Five foot step up and f- do a full attack there on that go. guy. Shut, 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 shut. <laughs> Uh, do I know what type of creep? No, I don't know anything from our religion. I don't know anything about. No, these. I mean you know at this point that they're witch fires. That's all you know. Okay, could I use that in my mind to apply that to a, an appropriate bane type against them? Yeah, absolutely, you would know bane undead. Sure. Okay, so I mean, hey, you watched all your friends die. You, yeah, yeah. you know what's going on here. I just didn't want to do anything. You also silly. did another knowledge check before, but we don't remember what you learned. Yeah, I mean, you, you know these are undead. All right, you so swift action Bane on the weapon for undead. Let's fire at these power of hindsight. All right, 20 uh, to hit. Against touch. touch. That is a miss. Oh, boy. Oh. Second attack. Oh, also a miss with an 18. Oh, oh my God. Close Baron. to a misfire. Oh, I'm feeling <laughs> shaky. <laughs> Okay, 20 to hit. All through. Miss, miss. Oh, man. And a round of Bane down. A round of Bane down. How many rounds do you get of Bane? It's for a minute, right? Ten. Ten Ten rounds. Okay, okay. Uh, It is Jimmer's turn. Jimmer is, he's going to, let's see, where? Yeah, he's going to fly. He's going to, like, launch himself up off the ground. And fly up to the nearest witch flame. Yep. And he is going to rear back, power attack on. What, what, what? Oh, yes. Oh, 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 oh,
25? 25 just hits. Yes. Uh, Holy shit. Oh, okay. This is going to suck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. And that is 26 points of damage. Okay. And you see that, like, I don't know, maybe half of that is getting through. Yeah. Uh, figured. But you did hit. Yeah. Uh, and that's all you can do, because you moved, right? Yes. But now you are toe-to-toe. Toe-to-toe. With this thing, where Jimmer does his best work. And it is now... Welcome to the show, Metronarn. Thank you. Welcome, Metronarn. Can I do a perception check at the uh, pile of ash next to me and see what's uh, what cool magical sure. objects are sitting yeah. there? That would be a natty 19. Natty Ooh. 19, you see anything you want. Metro will spend a move action to pick up the quicken metamagic rod. There you go. Ah, yes, just <laughs> blows a little bit of Pembroke off of it. Oh, oh God. Come oh. on, man. Someone online was trying to think of a new name. I'm like, what about Pembroke the Pile? This is why I never go in the comments anymore. <laughs> All right, what do you want to do? Uh, and then she will uh, use the Quicken Meta Magic Rod to cast Shadow Bolt on the nearest Witch Flame. Shadow Bolt. Tell me about Shadow Bolt. Uh, I will tell you to roll a reflex save. Oh, right. I can do that. I, I, can I bet do. it's pretty high. I can manage my way around that. It is a 19 reflex. Okay, you just made it. Okay. So you're going to take half damage on this. Half again. 10d6 half damage. Quarter damage. All right, so I wrote, there's 37 points of damage, so you take... 18, so you take 9 points of damage. 9 points of damage. That's quarter. And this is the same one that Jimmer hit. Yes. All right, hey, damage has been done to these things. And then uh, Faraza will then move. Move, okay. So move action picked up the thing. Quick and metamagic rod. Quick and rod. And then another move, move action, action as, your, as yep. your final standard, basically. Also, remember, I'm invisible. You're invisible. Oh, yeah. Greater invisibility. Uh, let's talk about the witch fires because it's their turn. It's the top of round two. One will just reach out and try to touch Jimmer here. Uh, oh man, garbage rolls here. Seventeen against touch. That's a hit. All right. Um, so this is just going to kind of chip away at that resist energy. Twenty-five points of damage. Ooh, okay. Uh, and roll another will save for shits and giggles. Uh, that is a thirty. That is a 30, so you are fine. The other one... How many points of damage? Uh, 25. 25. 25. You said it was a will save? Yes, a will save. The other one flies right up next to Baron uh, and tries to uh, touch him as well. That is going to be a 24 against touch. Oh, you reached out and touched an angel, all right. Reach out and touch someone. Oh, rock. City, Detroit Rock City over here. 10, 20, uh, 29, 30, 31, 34 points of damage. And now it is right next to you. And you know from fighting these things before that every time you fired your gun, it attacks every single time yep. with multiple AOOs. But the good news is their turn is over. Dalgrith Deathbringer. Dalgrith, would you do something for God's sakes? Do something, Dalgrith. Do something, Dalgrith. Okay. Uh, for perhaps the last action of his life. <laughs> because Man. we're dead. We're not dead. We're dead. <laughs> not yet, anyway. <laughs> I can't believe... Why did we not do resist energy? What was that decision? Process? 
More, we can have this debate another time. <laughs> you want a backseat drive while the car's going down the highway? With the next party. I'm just killing time to try to find out my distance to this thing. Uh, also, if I move half my speed when I'm flying, can I? Uh, whatever. Fuck it. So I'm going to fly up next to this witch fire flanking with Jimmer. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're on either side of it now. Uh, he's invisible. And I'll take a stab at it. Okay. So it's its flat-footed AC. Flat-footed because you are... Still invisible for this uh, last moment. That's a 26. 26, flat-footed. That is a hit. All nice. right, Joe. Good job. Oh. You're going to roll all the dice now, right? <laughs> I'm going to roll Don't all roll the dice Don't roll any um, sneak attack. They're immune to precision damage. Wow. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> uh, yes. With a ghost touch weapon? Well, it just says immune to precision damage. So I'm not kidding. We're, Joe we're in pick, trouble. Joe picked up a huge pile of dice, and then he just put them all back <laughs> I thought that I read something. That I, I guess... Wow, uh, ghost touch will that mean ghost touch means all the damage goes through, right? But yeah. no precision damage. Oh, uh, that's crazy to me. Yeah, it's just there. Incorporeal creatures are the worst. The worst. That's not. That's not an. I thought I read thing. something specific. It said you can flank a creature if you have a ghost touch weapon. If you're flanking, uh, what, what, just, I think that just get the I think plus two. I think it's a specific trait to these creatures. Like I don't think that's an inc- incorporeal thing. I think that's specific to them. I'm not sure, but I do know that they are immune to precision damage. Okay. Well, uh, I'll be flying many, out of how here many directly. points of damage? How many points of damage? Uh, five points of damage. Five. It is a fucking dagger. That's not nothing. Yeah. It all went it's, through, bud. I went through. I went through. Five points of damage. I only did nine, and I rolled pretty well on 10d6. <laughs> it is Baron's turn. Baron, this thing is right up in your business. Uh, Baron does not like the tactical choice of Troy to have us split up our battles. I want to take down one of these things. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to go five, ten, fifteen, twenty, and then that... Baron just did a little dosy doe around the battlefield so we could keep on shooting. Do you want to try to avoid the AOO? That's by what I did. Acrobats? I don't know. Oh, could you not see? Oh yeah, yeah, sure. If you I'm, know what I mean, like you, you're you're still leaving a threatened square. Yeah. Yes, I will do that. All right. Five on the die, but total, we're talking 21. That is not good enough. So it goes to uh, attack you and hits with a 25 and will just chip away at your resist energy here. It's protection from energy, my friend. Whatever the hell it is. Um, (laughs) It does some damage. Uh, A lot of ones, but some other good stuff. 16, 17, 18, 19, 26 points of damage. Okay. And roll will save. I forgot to do this. Oh, no. Oh, no. Is it a poison spell or spell like ability? Supernatural ability, your favorite. 16. You are now engulfed in sickly green flames, which means you are sickened. Uh-huh. And you will take twice again as much damage from these fire attacks. Half again as much. Excuse me, half again as much damage from these fire attacks. And this lasts for ten minutes. Ten minutes wow. of just... Is there any way to put out the flames? There is not. All right, I'm going to put out a... Uh, this just got bad. Judgment of sacred... Uh, pee. Judgment of sacred pee <laughs> pants. Uh, uh, sorry. Piercing. Okay. You were in the right uh, neighborhood. That'll just give me. Uh... 
Joe has pushed his microphone away <laughs> and washed his hands of this combat. I'm done speaking in this episode. <laughs> Sorry, I wanted uh, Sacred Justice to give me a little bit more uh, to hit, so I'm gonna I'm gonna believe. You got it, buddy. Twenty four to hit. Just oh. hits. All right. Oh, yes. Twenty four hits. Uh, does Bane count as precision damage? Uh, I don't know. I think it's no, that's not okay. I was just double checking. All right, thirty-three points of damage. All right, we'll call it sixteen. Yep, that one hits. Nice. Oh, but that's all you can do because you got. Yep, because I moved into away. the move there. Uh, just slid that just by Jimmer there. Um, all right, and it is Jimmer's turn. All right, Jimmer is going to unleash his full fury. Yeah, we need it to happen. It. Natural twenty. Yeah! Natural yeah. twenty. Now here's the thing. Oh, classic definite gamer. hit. Yeah, of but course. But they're not. immune to criticals. Of okay. course they are. They're um, immune to fucking everything. Exploding dice? Uh yes, absolutely exploding okay. dice. Won't explode really, it. Won't explode really help, away. Throw a grenade at Troy's okay. head. Uh that is twenty six points of damage. Okay. So thirteen. Thirteen. Nice. Okay. Thing is uh, in worse shape hey, hey, than hey. it ever was in the first fight. How about another natural twenty? I, that'd be great. Let's get another one. Uh second. Remember flanking. It's, uh, am I flanking? No, because oh, you're not ghost touch, right? Shit. Yeah. But Such a weird... Be, oh, that's weird. All right, so I rolled a seven, but I'm going to use my reliable strike Ooh. to one of my two for the day to re-roll that attack. Okay. Nice. Okay. And I rolled a fucking seven again. <laughs> oh, it's very reliable. So, yeah, that is super reliable. Super reliable. So steady. Uh, and that's definitely a miss. We that's know. a 22. 22 is a miss, yeah. Okay. Uh, third attack. Third attack. Uh, 24. 24 hits exactly. Yes. All right. I'll tell you right now, it's a 24 AC and a 24 touch. Uh, yeah. 29 points of damage. Ooh, nice, dude. All right. Uh, that thing is in rough, rough shape. Shoo, shoo, shoo. And uh, it is now Metra's turn. Metra's um, greater invisibility. You see Baron is just <laughs> lit up fire. in green flames. Uh, okay, so first things first, she will point an invisible finger at the witch flame that was attacking Baron. And please roll fortitude save. Fortitude save. Can I ask you what this is? Well, you know, I'll roll it first, and then we'll see if they're immune to it. Uh, 18. Fail. Okay. Talk to me. That was disintegrate. Oh. It's a transmutation transmutation school. You're immune to that, my friend? (laughs) Uh, uh, They're immune to that. That. Uh, Is that a death effect? No. I don't think so. Are you just saying no I'm because looking, it sounds I'm looking like... At, I'm looking at the spell here. I don't see anything about a death effect. Okay. Death effect. Am I wrong? It's just... It's not a death... It's just a lot of damage. When yeah. you when you fail to save, it's a lot more damage. Than right, right, right. Usually it would say somewhere in the... Like, the domain is destruction. It's not domain death. Uh, yeah. That's, a, that's it's not, enough it's of not a change a to make Subdomain it. Subdomain is ash. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, immune to that. Immune to that. Immune to that. Immune to that. That. that I mean... Crazy immunities. Uh, immune to that, 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 that. Now just look at undead traits real quick. Uh, and immune to any effect that requires a fortitude save. Are you oh, kidding yeah. me? All undead are immune to any effect uh, of fortitude save. Unless the effect right. also works on objects or is harmless. It does. It does. It does. It does. Or is harmless. No, it works on it objects. It works on objects. So is that the, the loophole of yep. uh, yes. disintegrate? Yeah. I guess so. 
We already established it works on stone walls. Right, we are objects. It says when used against an object. Yeah, yeah. That's it absolutely what a strange does. little. Uh, so it's basically treating the undead as an object. Otherwise, their fortitude doesn't come into play. Right. But if it can be, if an object can be disintegrated, their bones can be disintegrated. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I'll go ahead and be looking this up uh, when you have when you roll the damage. But right now, I'm ruling that as a. As a hit. So that is 26 D6. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. so I rolled 81 points of damage, so it would be 40 points of damage. Okay. Uh, for, what did you say to get all total? 80, I rolled 81, so okay. 40 for you. 40 for me, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's, that's pretty awesome. Which that's one did you hit? The one that was attacking Baron. The one that hadn't been hit yet. Oh, my God. And yeah. then I will use the Quicken Metamagic Rod okay. to cast Magic Missile on the one that Jimmer and Dog There you play. go. Yeah. There you go. Nice. Everybody loves a good Magic Miss. Magic Miss. Bottle cap. And those all land true. So yeah. Full damage. 17 points of damage. Right. right. We wait, 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 wait. Full, right? Full. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So force damage. Force damage. Uh, you said 17? 17. Yeah. Okay. Still kicking. Still kicking? Still kicking. All right. Well, that's the end of my turn. Hey, that's a hell of a turn. That's I a know, really great good turn. turn. I'll take a five right. step. Yeah. All right. Metra. <laughs> Now that Dalgrith is visible, it will reach out and ah, try to touch Dalgrith. Obviously touches Dalgrith uh, with a 27 against touch AC. Uh, not not terrible damage here for 8d6. 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 15, 19 points of damage. Uh, it's nothing. Uh, but roll a will save. Oh, I'll definitely fail this. Uh, yeah, it's guaranteed fail. Yep. Seven. All right, so you are engulfed with flames, and will uh, you are sickened, and you will now take 50% plus damage. The other one's going to go after Baron here. Uh, it's going to take a five-foot step, get right up in Baron's business, as is its move, and I think it got you, Baron, 26 against touch. Uh, that will hit me. That will hit. So 86, and then another 50% on top of this. Not a great roll. I've rolled better. 10, 14, 16, 17, 18, uh, 22, 23, plus 12, 35 points of damage. 23 plus 11. All right. 34 points of damage. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> right. Thank You're you. Right. A gentleman's 34. <laughs> we disagreed, but I, I didn't get testy about it. I, know, I just wanted to say. This is how it should be at the table. <laughs> yeah. uh, let me ask you this. Uh, are you still protected by this energy, or has it started to go into your hit points? I am... As of this moment, hold on. Haven't been tracking it. I haven't <laughs> tracked it. I have not added it up. As of this moment, uh, I'm, I'm still okay. You're still okay. All right. It's, it's not. It's not a great place it's to be. It's not a great place to be. I've been better places. Look at yeah. how the battlefield started very wide, and now you're all getting like clumped in, and they're uh -huh. almost closing you guys in. Yeah. Uh, it is Dalgrit's turn. Uh, I take offense to this not... Uh, I think that I get my sneak attack damage. You right? do. You're telling me this is just this particular creature. Because incorporeal creatures are not immune to this attack. Okay, well, this one says immune to precision yeah, damage. There's a specific... There, I just read don't, it. I don't understand. It four times. We've done... We've caught, I haven't been able to do up close It to says specifically, incorporeal creatures are immune to critical hits and precision-based damage. But that's not no, the no, only no, modifier no, no, no. on it's this. It's not creature. incorporeal creatures. It's this particular yeah, creature. Yeah, this particular creature also just happens to be immune to precision damage. It's a yes and moment. Right, right. Yeah. Um, and it's not an undead thing either because I'm reading undead stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's just a real Joe O'Brien luck monster. I don't think so. I mean, it's look, why, why would Joe. this... No, no, no. Hold on a second. Why would this incorporeal creature, uh -huh. uh, as opposed to other incorporeal creatures, be immune 
to sneak attacks from ghost touch weapons. Why would it? It doesn't say it is. Well, but it's immune to precision damage. So are all incorporeal creatures. Unless the weapon is ghost touch. See, yeah, I'm looking here at the description of incorporeal under universal monster rules, and it doesn't say anything about precision hits. Precision damage, rather. Yeah, I know, and I think that that is the really confusing thing, because I'm talking about the incorporeal subtype. Like, uh, under the incorporeal, not the universal monster rules. Why like, do we even play? Yeah. <laughs> no. But under the incorporeal, this is why I got confused on this no, before when we fought break. When yeah. we fought the women in the storm, the winter storm in the yeah. tunnels. Yeah. Um, when we fought them before, I was confused about it, because I was reading the universal monster rules. This is the the subtype, it says, they are immune to critical hits and precision-based damage, such as sneak attack, unless the attacks are made using a weapon with the ghost touch. That's property. And then they also get the incorporeal special quality. And then you click on that, and it tells you all the stuff in the incorporeal universal monster. Yes, you get precision damage. Yeah! All right. Because you get it from last time. Yes. Give Can yourself. I get it in reverse? Yeah, yeah, yeah because all that right. was a, a bad ruling, not just a, oops, we forgot. Beautiful. All right. Uh, that is 24 points of damage. And that all goes through? Yeah. That thing is dead. Yeah. yeah. There we go. I knew it should be dead. Which there means. We well, let the record reflect that I killed it. Right, which means Dalgrith. I, I killed it. <laughs> I killed it. Which means Dalgrith, you didn't take that hit. Because uh, it would have died right. last round. Right. And you still get your turn. And concern. I still get my turn. One down, one to go. All yep. right. Uh, See, Joe, you were so pessimistic about this. No, I was because I thought that I didn't get my sneak attack damage. Uh, all right, so he is going to. Dalgrith is going to fly up. And he will you fly provoke. around, so you don't provoke. Oh no, you want to go straight at uh, it. You know what? Um, you already took that hit. You got fine. so much movement. Why not uh, just because I have to fly tighter than forty-five degrees? He's not a really good flyer. Wait, sure. You can't do tighter than forty-five degrees. You need to do more than forty-five degrees. Uh, okay, I got you. Okay, yeah. Then he will fly, do a wide turn to avoid the attack of opportunity. A wide berth and come in uh, where he's flanking with Metra. All right, no, he wouldn't know that. She's invisible to you. She's invisible? Yeah, she has greater invisibility. Uh, okay. Well, that's a tricky thing, isn't it? Um, <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, you're not, and you don't get the effects unless you know it, right? I well, mean, the unless you know If you're... If the creature doesn't it, know it, it's being threatened, does it get sneak attack to him? Well, the creature... That, well, that's a good question. Well, the creature's been attacked... My head just... I think, you've got enough, I think you've got enough movement that you probably could get in and flank it with Baron without it incurring. That's true. That's true. So uh, that would be easier. Baron yeah, but Baron true. wouldn't be threatening it because he's using a gun and... Then you get the flanking weapon. bonus when your yeah, ally is invisible. Baron yes, has, you can, they say. Can I flank with an invisible ally? Uh, the first thing I read was, yes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sold. Enough discussion. <laughs> this is probably like fourth edition. <laughs> <laughs> it's three point five. <laughs> right. Uh, all right. One. I get one stabby stab. Uh, oh, that's going to be a hit. That's a thirty-two to hit. Oh, right. Nice. Thirty-two. Uh, uh, there we go. And all of this goes through, right? <laughs> all of this goes through. So he does fourteen, seventeen, nineteen, twenty-one. 28 points of damage. Okay. Brynja's love. Brynja's yeah, love. man. This That's is such so a great cool. throwback. It's such a great throwback. Back from, like, book one, the beginning of the whole fucking thing. <laughs> and I love, I love that the one character who has it is the one that has, like, no connection to the great backstory, <laughs> yeah. this whole thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so and that's his turn, because he had to fly up in one attack. So. Baron, you are up. You feel uh, Dalgrith has oh. flown around here and wow. giving you a little bit of an edge. Wow. It's a different fight this time, brother. Uh, Baron's <laughs> going to take a five-foot step away, covered in these 
sickly green flame just sprouting out of him. It's insane. <laughs> uh, and he is going to do a full attack action on this thing. Oh, Hopefully oh, take it baby. down. Come on. And you let's, can do it. Let's not take a pit stop at Misfireville. Okay? No, no we might There we go. All right. That's going to be a hit at a 27. Nice. First attack. Oh, that's not Don't good. hit me, Baron. Keep it tight. Keep 23 it tight. points of damage. <laughs> so uh, 11 for you. 11. That's fair. Let's see what we got. Oh, 21. That is not going to do it. Rolled over. Die is over. And <laughs> I'm <Brooklyn>. so nervous. <laughs> Come on. Okay. Oh, oh 24. Exactly. exactly. On the last exactly. one. Let's see what we get. Come on, die. Not great. <laughs> not great. Uh, uh, okay, so we got 25 points of damage. So that's um, 12 12. All right. Uh, a good round for Baron, but that one miss might have been the one that keeps it alive, although it is Jimmer's turn. All right, Jimmer swooping up. I love it. Right next to Baron, like a little bit to the side of Baron, and unleashes one attack one on this thing. attack on this thing. Uh, that is a 15 on the die. That is a 35 that is a hit. Oh, oh, and... Yes. Max damage again. 29 points of damage. 29 points of damage. Oh, points. This guy can fight. Hits it. Uh, Metra, you have a chance to kill it. Finish here. it. What do you want to do? Metra will take a five foot step. You don't know what you're tied up in here, but you just found out that your daughter is not only dead, but her corpse has been desecrated. It's been a day. It's been a day, and now you're standing face-to-face, caught up in another battle that may not be your own. What do you do here? Uh, first things first, we'll do a little quicken metamagic rod. Okay. Magic missile. There we go. Oh, okay. okay. So that's 23 points of damage oh. on it. And that's enough. Yeah! Oh, yes! Yes! Oh, man. Oh, oh, that revenge on these goddamn witch fires. Oh. Oh. Boom! And Baron and Dalgrith get to 13th level. Yeah! Wow, 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 Amazing. I feel like... I feel like I just went through something, Troy. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, are you still on fire? About a month. Uh, month well, and a half. Oh God, I imagine that would... Like I'm burning alive, Would Troy. that dispel with the creature, I imagine? Yeah, yeah well, it, it lasts for 10 minutes, but it only just it just makes you sick, and it only hurts you if you're like, well, let me just touch this torch real quick. Oh, so, God. So it's like the whiskey he always drinks anyway. Right, so right. It's pretty much yeah. par for the course. It's, it's rot gut. Um, yeah, you're fine. Uh, and eventually, the fire dissipates. You no longer feel sick. Um, I don't think anybody took any actual hip boot damage, did they? Nope. Because of the protection. No. Oh. Boy, what a difference ima- a day makes. Can you imagine if Faraza wasn't paralyzed? Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine? Be a whole different story. Or if we had cast the right resist energy. Yeah. Protects yeah. from energy. It's just time. one die roll. If you don't fail that paralyzed yeah. die roll. Yeah. Yep. It's a whole different party. You know, I was thinking about this. It's like this one of the, the unique thing about this form of storytelling that we're doing is it's like sports in that you know when so, when you're reading a story or like you're watching something on TV you're kind of subconsciously aware of like all the tropes and stuff that storytellers will use to keep you involved and you're like well this guy's probably not going to get killed or like this guy's probably like may, maybe like suffer but the way we do it it's like because of the the way the dice the role the dice play there's there's this unpredictability to it that 
you know, you 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 don't have access to a lot of those tropes that like a lot of like storytellers use when they're in control of everything. Right. But it's like you you uh, you really don't know while you're experiencing the story what's going to happen. Like there's an unpredictability to it that is unlike any other form of storytelling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, the greatest heroes in the world when you think they're going to succeed can just fall flat on their face. Yeah. Uh, and you in, don't know in the you moment really, when they would succeed in any other form any of other fiction. story. Yeah. Yeah. Or you can, they can die in a meaningless combat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. totally. It happened many times in this book. Yeah. Um, E.G. Gormley. E.G. Gorms. I was actually thinking about that. I was like, I want, because like storytelling, that's how we communicate with each other. That's how we learn. I wonder how many times in human history people have tried something like this. And it hasn't really caught on until like the early 1970s. I know. You yeah, know what I, I mean? wonder. Like people, like a storyteller, like a, a shaman, like sitting around a fire, and it's just like, and then the hero does this. Is like, and what would you do if you were the hero? Right. <laughs> you know, like a choose your own adventure. Type yeah. thing. I wonder if that's been tried, and it just hasn't caught on ever until like in the last like forty, like fifty years. They told the shaman, "Satan worshiper, right. burn him, <laughs> that's right. him, burn to the him. How dare you ask for free will?" Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what are you going to do to get Feyraz's body out? I kind of want to move through this part here. I don't want to take too much time with uh, how do you break out of that wall? Do you guys want to just take some time here to chip through? Feyraz will just disintegrate. Disintegrate. Oh, so you just disintegrate. Yep. Green ray, bing. And see, that's the thing with the sorcerer is like you didn't use your disintegrate for the day. Yeah. yeah. If you want to just cast it, do it again. It I only end. get two six level, oh, three six level spells. One of them is that. Oh, you only get three disintegrates a day? <laughs> right. No, I, oh, no, I get I get uh, five disintegrates a day. Oh, my oh, God. God. There you go. Welcome to the party. Yeah. Uh, Jimmer and, uh, I mean, uh, Dalgrith and Baron, you know what to expect when that wall goes down. But yeah. Jimmer and Metra see the body of this woman who is just like. Her skin is completely white and devoid of color, like everything had been torn out of her with one touch. And she's lying there. What do you guys do? We need to clear out this place, Baron. Find out everything we can about Skakatla, and then get their bodies out of here. Is Pembroke literally dust, or is his body there? There's chunks of him and stuff, uh, you know. I mean, on, man. obviously, by, by the rules of the game, he would still be laying there, but, you know, we're going with the, the way it was described. Because he was burned he's, yeah, so he's, badly. He's, he's, his, his bones are probably there. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. Yeah. And his, his stuff, his gear is stuff there. Is oh, yeah, his sure, sure, sure. His, gear. his uh, everyday pants and shirt have survived, <laughs> because apparently that's how this works. Did he have anything else on him of import? Obviously, the wand. Yeah. What was his his, uh, his staff. staff? The staff, yeah. Uh, and that was effectively a, a lightning bolt in it, right? Uh, yeah, but I don't know. Like it was bonded to him, oh. so I'm not sure like what the rules are with that. But it's more sentimental. Um, Send it back. Yeah, he definitely you, you had other, like yeah, he had his, he had his headbands. It. He had uh, there, like there were a bunch of other stuff that he had. Does the floppy hat survive? Uh, the floppy hat is gone. That was the first oh, thing that got. But that was the most powerful thing he had. I know, but it wasn't magic. So, <sighs> so yeah, the ring of protection plus one. Uh, belt of Incredible Dexterity plus two, Headband of Vast Intelligence plus two, and um, yeah, that's uh, mostly it. Yeah, so and so, some soap and some soap. So we had some gear that you maybe you'd want to sell, maybe you'd want to just keep as a memento or try and see if you had any family um, with Feyraza. What kind of stuff? Uh, Feyraza had, as I open the file to remember. Oh. 
And then you save over it to forget. <laughs> uh, she had a belt of giant strength plus six. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Jimmer wants Dear that. I, did she really? Yeah. It was, I, we we I, found I, it and she ended up taking it. Oh, that's right. I would like that, <laughs> actually. Uh, that's cool. She has an amulet of natural armor plus one. Uh, the cloak of etherealness no longer is with her. She has some druid's vestments. A headband of mental prowess plus four for mm. wisdom and charisma. Oh, I'll take that. <laughs> we can do this off air. Yeah, we can do this off. I just want you know the general. So you're just gathering. Kind well, of yeah. Well, I mean, we're we're looking at she everything. Has eyes but, of the eagle that Metro will take because I. I just invoke. imagine. Sorry. I'm just saying. I just imagine. You know, we're talking about collecting this stuff, but then Dalgrith is looking back and he sort of like elbows uh, Baron and just sort of nods his head up toward the huge double doors that are on the other side of this room. Yeah. He's just like, what's in there? And I don't think Baron was actually doing what Grant was. He was not lusting. I think he looked over Feyraza. If her eyes were still open, he closed both of them. He mm-hmm. looked at her hand to see if she actually wore like the wooden ring he gave her back then. Mm-hmm. He's thinking that everyone he gave a ring to is now dead. Anyway. Oh, God. I didn't even think about that. Um, so, uh, yeah, he, he kind of gets knocked out of his, his reverie of, of thinking about Feyraza's life and, and times and nods at Dalgrith and says, we have to go. As I said, we'll have time to mourn. Now we need to clear this place out to find out what's behind that door. Can I detect magic on the room? I know probably skirkyle has got some magic on her, but mm-hmm. is there, and obviously the characters, but is there anything else? Tech magic on the room is just a lot of magic coming from where Skirkatla fell. Like her, bo- she, her body? Or yeah, is there well, her body's gone. They're undead just crumble when they die. Oh, right. Um, so oh, is it her armor? Her, this armor, her weapon, uh, a shield. All right. Uh, Baron, Cloak. Baron, well, Baron knows the armor is important, so before going to that other room, he's going to toss it into... He's going to do a spellcraft on it to make sure it's not cursed and going to kill him as soon as he picks it up. But he's going to take the chest armor and throw it into his bag before we go north. All right. Um, roll a spellcraft. I mean, that's, I don't know if that's going to tell you exactly what you want to know, but it'll tell you something. Uh, 17. 17. Um, all right. What you know is that it is plus one mithril warding chainmail. Mm. Oh, lordy. And we could wow. resize that if we kept it for ourselves. We can. Plus one mithril warding chainmail. Um, there's something very dark associated with the armor. Dalgraith is going to look at it and look at Metra and be like, kind of gesture toward the armor. That's um, your bait right there. That's what Brenda's coming for. That's what he said he wanted anyway. Skirkatla's armor. I don't know why it doesn't look particularly special to me. There is great darkness emanating from it. Is there? Take it, most spring our trap. And more. Take it, Baron. Considering it's your daughter, I would give you the first option with this armor if you'd like to carry it. But I will carry it for you, if need be. I'm basically a shadow. You think I'm going to carry a giant armor on me? No, you went invisible, and then you popped out, and then there's this missile, and then a green ray, and things are dead now. She might still be invisible. <laughs> She actually, yeah, she uh, just hear a voice from the invisible. void. Pick up the armor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lead me to my quarry. Anything else that's magical? You said a shield? Yeah, or? so there's a plus one light fortification heavy steel shield. Oh, cool. Uh, or you're not a sword and board guy, are you? I am. Oh. 
Yeah, but I think my armor that I have is better than that. Your shield is better than a plus one light fortification, just heavy steel shield? Uh, that's pretty damn good. Yeah, I have a plus three arrow deflection heavy steel shield. Oh, nice. Cool. Yeah. And these are all size large, by the way. Um, yeah, we can resize them. You, she has a cloak of resistance plus two. Cool. And this one I was really... Uh, Excited about it's a plus one impervious keen battle axe. Oh, that's oh, cool. You know what impervious is? What does it do? What if you that? tried to do warp wood, it doesn't work. Oh, that's oh, awesome. You, you were doing that throughout the whole book, and when I saw that, I'm like, try that shit on Skip Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> so I can laugh. Oh, that would It's crazy how wow. the encounter was built, though. Like, they knew there'd be an Inquisitor. You know, the warding chain yeah. just bounces those banes off. Uh, well, it's not just an Inquisitor. Well, it, it's a, a, a paladin as a well. Pal- yeah. Paladin, Inquisitor, or uh, a, 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 a cavalier. Who, who had that ability? The, the Skirkatla. Skirkatla. Yeah. That makes me think back, though, because... Um, the big bad in the last book was an Inquisitor, right? And uh-huh. that's where I got the Bane Baldrick from. It's yeah. almost like she was getting, like she heard that he was getting too big for his britches. Oh, I like. It's that. almost like she's planning for him to like come here and take over. Maybe, maybe. That's fucking cool. What oh. was it? What's the axe? Tell me again. A plus one impervious keen battle axe. And the armor is what? A uh, plus one mithril warding chainmail. Baron doesn't like it. But he's going to reach his hand out and put it inside of his his bag of holding. Okay, so you take this. Anything else? Chain the, mail. Anything else in the room? Magical. Anything no. on the witch fires? Anything? Nope. No. All right. What do you want to do? Dalgrith has been walking this whole time towards those doors in the back, and he's standing, waiting. Standing. Jimmer will go with him. Metro will follow. She's still invisible. Baron's going to go. She, he's still very visible. Go to these doors. Anybody open it? Dalgraith will uh, attempt to open it stealthily. Okay, roll stealth. Um, 39. Oh, by the way, I can help with your stealth checks. This gigantic chamber, not as big as the throne room, but pretty large. Everything in here is large. Yeah, seriously. It appears to be a private mausoleum. Carved in bas-reliefs on the east and west walls are depictions of a frost giant army smashing down the walls of Kelid and Ulfin settlements and leading captives away in chains. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. You see steps on either side of an enormous bier, bereft of coffin or sarcophagus. There's just like a bed of stone. And the wall above the dais is engraved with runic writing. Dalgraith will walk in. Start making his way toward the altar. Can I do a perception check just to mm-hmm. look for any dangers, any yeah. also do traps or anything like that? Well. 30 for Jimmer. Uh, 28 for Dahlgrave. 38 for Metro. Yeah, you don't um, you don't see any traps or anything uh, dangerous per se. Okay. Uh, he'll, he'll approach. Approach up the steps toward where that writing was. Okay. Um, do you speak giant? It's in giant. Uh, I believe I do. I know Baron does. So, Baron, you're in yeah. the room. Uh, yeah, I speak giant. Those of you who speak giant. Excuse I don't me, know. do you speak giant? Wait. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't have it on my list. Really? Yes, you do. We, we all might. took it at one point. I think you've I, been speaking giant for days. I feel like 
It's all right, Baron. I got you, brother. Well, I, I'll put a point in linguistics now that I'm 13, and I'll have it. Um, well, it uh, it says a name. It says Skirkatla Jotun's daughter. And it also includes a single date, 29 Kuthona, 4378 AR. And next to that is a word, Ashenmorn. Ashenmorn. Huh. And how many years ago was that? What year is it now? It's 4715. 350 years ago or so? Ashenmorn. Is that uh, the date? Is that some, some sort of designated day? Like National Siblings Day? <laughs> <laughs> can someone roll knowledge local, maybe? Knowledge uh, history. I can do local if was that works. Day she died. Maybe a religion. Religion, all yeah. right. This seems to be something of um, significance. Let me just see. 70 to 20. Dalgraith. Knowledge, religion. I'm going to okay. go ahead and max out my religion with all my points. Uh, uh, that is... 21. It is... <laughs> Joe hates it. <laughs> what? It is... I'm going to go ahead and max out my relig with all my points. What did that sentence mean? That means that he told us we were 13. So, so you I... spent all your skill ranks in history? <laughs> and one in linguistics. Like between me telling well, you... The rest of what I have reading this. from linguistics, yeah. You're a real pip. Yeah. Just uh, to get that 21. You <laughs> son of a bitch! <laughs> well, what, good. what you both know now... Like, I know too! <laughs> yeah. uh, I just figured it out. It is the day she rose from the dead. Oh. As a grave night. And it was like 350 years ago. As a grave night. Is there anything in this bas relief that relates to the story of Ungarato that I think Brander told us? Is there anything there? No. Um, But you know that Ungarato was Was also a grave night. And Baron, as you're looking this over, you notice some unusual stonework. (laughs) Oh. Peak symbol. You get a free check. To the right. Oh. I've rolled the check. There's a secret door. <laughs> oh, shit. shit. That's amazing. That's cool. A secret door in the east wall. Do you open it? Absolutely, I do. Uh, check for traps. Okay. <laughs> Why are you yelling? Because I don't want to get <laughs> screwed. 31. <laughs> 31. So Baron walks over to the east, finds a secret door with unusual stonework to reveal... A tiny chamber. <gasps> this little chest in there. It really there is. It's so little. Is a <laughs> chest so right in the middle of the room. Baron, be careful. The last time I one of these, I was blown halfway across the room <laughs> and was sick for two days. Uh, one more perception. All right. Uh, 37 for traps. Appears to be trap free. Open it. You open the chest and. You were just blown away by a fireball trap. No, by... (laughs) I mean... This is Memorex. uh, (laughs) More than half a dozen uh, magical items. Ooh, baby! Gold and amethyst, uh, platinum pieces. Ambergris. Ambergris, yeah. uh, Oh, man, we're going to smell so good. A bunch of shit. There's also a map that's really rolled up on top of all of this stuff. A map, you say? Uh... Well, Amethyst is my birthstone, so I'm flattered by this gesture, Troy. Uh, but Baron uh, is not, and he'll reach out for the map, and we'll kind of unfurl it. 
unfurls the map, you see there's a large magical axe, a large magical drinking horn, some sort of like door knocker, a marble what? mastodon figurine, oh, a staff, oh my god, a staff, a headband with a winter wolf on it, oh my god, an ivory cameo of a chelish woman, and just amethyst, gold, platinum pieces. It's all on the map. Silver pieces. No, <laughs> this is all on the map. You see that underneath the map, and Baron, you unfold it. And it seems to indicate what appears to be a dormant volcano <gasps> in the southern Minespin Mountains. <gasps> what? Shut the front door. Along with a bunch of writing in giant. And you see that it's kind of written all over the map. There's a pair of names. Blofeld. The names are Titerian and Quivixia. And then you see the words Elite Training Academy. Oh, oh shit. Accompanying the map are two lists of giant names. One is designated to advance to elite training and includes a scrawled note that reads, The Atox graduation is not an option. The second list is titled, Competency Course Passed, Needs Reassignment. Lastly, though, at the bottom of the map, directly underneath the volcano itself, is a single word in giant. It sends chills down Baron's spine. It just says, Ash Peak. Oh, oh my God. I'm going home, baby. That's amazing. But Baron really is himself isn't that excited. Grant is excited for this idea. Baron just jaw drops to the floor and is gobsmacked by it. He doesn't even know how to approach the rest of the team with this idea. And we fade out from there. We see now an all-too-familiar circle of standing stones. It's nighttime and eerily quiet throughout the surrounding wetlands. Suddenly, the central menhir begins to glow with a bright light as Silvermane exits the Vault of Thorns. Oh, man. Returning to the material plane. Up above, the moon is barely visible through the canopy of trees, covering the sacred ground that he called home for so long. He looks ahead into the swamp and sees dozens of bodies lying dead on the ground, most half-covered by the bog. Some look to be bodies of orcs, while others of the bodies of people he knew very, very well. Silvermane looks down at the ground in reverence for a moment before walking away, holding a wooden lantern in one hand as he goes, surrounded by dozens of lights floating above the murky swamp. (laughs) We stay here in this circle of standing stones in the night as the darkness goes away and it fades into daylight. But not just daylight. Some of the stones... Are now gone, and those that remain are mostly broken and covered in a thick moss. The grass outside of the clearing is now high where moments ago it wasn't trees stand in the distance that weren't there before. Just then, a young woman walks into the circle, followed by a large black panther with a young man unconscious on its back. The young woman turns to the cat. 
She appears to be a half-orc, but with only very faint orcish features. It's Shael. She turns to the air around her and speaks. Is this the place? No one answers. Is this trap easy enough to bypass? Okay. Good. Shael places her hand on the men here, says an incantation to bypass the falling stone trap, motions to the cat to join her, and together, Shael, Cat Benatar, and a feeble-minded Galabras Finn enter the Vault of Thorns. What? Guided by Gormley. (laughs) At the pedal gate, Shael looks up to see a warning of sorts that reads, If you seek peace in nature, welcome. If you seek anything else, beware the Vault of Thorns. Again, she speaks to the air around her. Which category do we fall into? Yeah, I guess we will see. The three of them walk forward over the long walkway, Galabras unconscious still on Cat's back. They walk over the walkway into the throne room and then out to the old lily pad walk. My God. Shayel walks up to the edge and looks down and out into the darkness. So this is where it happened. I'm very sorry. I wonder if my father wishes he could have saved you. I wonder a lot of things about him. You say this place is special to him as well. Why? What is the connection? When she doesn't receive an answer, she looks to Cat Benatar. Do you know? What do you know about him? Was he a good man? A coward? A fool? She rubs Cat's head. You stay here. Jumping doesn't appear to be an option. Carefully, she lifts Galabras off of Cat's back, closes her eyes, and flies out over the pit to the other side. Before she moves forward, she turns and stands right where Lork stood when Gormley died, and just waves at Cat. Carrying Galabras downstairs, she enters the greenhouse area. Now what? There's a long pause as Shiel just listens. Looks like she's getting angry. No. No, I... I will not. I, I cannot do that. You told me all would be clear when we arrived here, and now it is anything but... I have followed you blindly when you said I would be reunited with my father, but he died and chose not to return. But now I've taken this poor young man away from safety into whatever this place is, and you want me to bury him while he still breathes? She pulls out a knife, holds it up to Galabras' throat. I would do better just to cut his throat and walk away. She listens for a long time. All right. All right, I will do this. But only if you leave me when this is done. I've spent my whole life chasing a ghost. I can't spend the rest of my life chasing another one. This ends now. She looks up. Doesn't receive a response. And gets down on her knees. And starts digging. 
Imagine we zoom away from this view of her digging up to the walkway and just fade out as time passes. Now, Shiel and Kat are exiting the throne room back to the walkway on their way out of the vault. She's just talking to Kat. What do you think, Kat? Do we go back to Skelt? Ah, I don't know. Maybe I'll keep heading north, go over the crown of the world to Tian Sha and start over. If that's even possible. Maybe I'll just... Then there's a sound like an eruption. The walkway itself begins to shake. And there are no handholds, remember? So Shia just hits the ground to avoid falling over as bits of dirt and shrubs scatter all over the air. Fishing lures. Shut up. (laughs) There it is. Shoot up. (laughs) There it is. is. (laughs) I'm looking for that for a hundred years. Deep in her mind... She hears the anguished pain of an old man crying out, while also feeling abnormally hot, like her body is on fire. Just then, rising up from down below, floating up and above the walkway, is Galabras Finn. <laughs> what? His clothes are nearly all singed off of him, and she sees burnt into his chest the image of a butterfly. <laughs> He just looks at her with these, like, fiery, otherworldly eyes. Shia's still on the ground, just looking up at him. He's like, what? What are you? And in her mind, the voice of Gormley, Gormley Call, can be heard clear as day. Matthew, I gave you a sheet of paper a couple weeks ago. Oh, look at that. What does Gormley... Say, oh, she says, What? What are you? Who is this man? He is the chosen one. (gasps) End of book four, (laughs) and we'll see you next week. Oh my god! Oh my god! Jesus! Oh my god! Oh my god! The Glass Cannon Podcast is a Glass Cannon Network production and is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Giant Slayer is copyright 2015. Giant Slayer and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. In the 1970s, John Todd burst onto the evangelical scene with a shocking tale. He claimed to be a former witch, involved in a then-unheard-of secret organization called the Illuminati, and urged Christians to prepare for a violent world takeover. First of all, the number one weapon in everybody's home should be a 12-gauge pump shotgun. Hear the amazing story of one of the originators of the modern-day conspiracy theory. From Magnificent Noise and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Cover Up, The Conspiracy Tapes. Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct. 
murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale. It's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now.